Welcome back to the Tape Store, everyone. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. We were made in the 80s. And played in the 90s. And this week we're talking about a movie that I specifically remember when DVD players <laughs> were kind of like a big purchase. I would say, I think I got, I don't think I got a, my first DVD player until 2001. Yeah, I don't remember. Honestly, the year it kind of all runs together. Yeah, they were, you know, a big deal. When they were new, yeah. you know, they were so expensive. And to be honest with you, and that kind of like leads me to, I guess, w- the first thing I'm going to research tonight, <laughs> or maybe the only thing, I don't know. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, first DVD player released. Maybe the Google will tell us that. The Google. Oh. July 2000. Okay, yeah. so you weren't that late. July 2000 for $700 to $1,200. Golly. I know for sure we didn't get it that yeah. soon. You know, nowadays, you can go into Walmart and you can go into the massive, uh, you can go into the electronics section and you see the massive bins of like $3 DVDs. Oh, yeah. And there are now $5 Blu-rays. I remember when $5 DVDs started. Yeah. Because DVDs on average in their heyday were anywhere from 12 or 13 to 15 to 20 bucks. Yep. Now, Disney movies are still like, Almost thirty dollars. Oh yes, because twenty five bucks. Because potentially they can always go back into the vault or whatever. Right. Yeah. And people will just buy them. Exactly. So I remember when I got my first DVD player, and it was such a huge deal because we're moving on from VHS, and now looking back, of course, in nostalgia, it's like, oh, it was a sad time, but I didn't notice. Yeah, you know, I didn't right. really realize that I was ready for the next big thing. You know. Of course. DVDs were much more convenient. Yes, for sure. No, but, no more rewinding it. And, right. and I remember the first DVD player I ever got was an RCA. I remember my dad and stepmom bought me an off-brand DVD player, and I was like <laughs> not happy about that. <laughs> and you know, I just I was like, hey, I, give me the give me the real thing. <laughs> yeah, it was a Mintec. M I N T E K. Oh yes. So if you're listening to this episode, yeah, look up. Yeah, well, the reason why it's called the Mintec is because. <laughs> My dad took that back from me and then bought me and then gave me money to buy another one. Yeah. And I bought an RCA, but my dad kept the Mintech. Golly. And it, it was funny is the Mintech lasted longer than my RCA. That's like, what, yeah, that's the, that's the irony of the situation <laughs> is that years and years later, oh. the, the Mintech was going strong. Yeah, the Mintech was going strong years after my RCA crapped out. Yeah. I don't know if they use theirs as much as I use mine. I mean, I yeah, ran true. my DVD player into the ground because I would watch movies and fall asleep to movies and all Yeah, those you things. probably did like use it more. At any rate, it's just a funny story. Yeah. All this to get to, after I got my first DVD player, I bought a few movies. Mm-hmm. Now, you had to be careful because, again, as I said, this was 2001 and the $5 DVD bins were not around, to right. my knowledge. No, they weren't selling DVDs that cheap yet. No. I had to be very, excuse me, I had to be very selective yes. about the DVDs I wanted to purchase. And I probably had some Christmas money. I know I just got my DVD player. And then I went and bought some movies at Media Play. <laughs> and I don't even know if there's any Media Play stores around. That was so mu- such a fun place to go to. I don't um, think I had a Media Play. We did, you know, obviously Blockbuster, Hollywood Video. Well, we didn't have one but... locally. We had one about 30 minutes away. Ah. And, yeah. I'm trying to compare it to it was like a a big version of like GameStop Hot Topic. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. Kind of, except it also had a, a massive selection of music, a massive selection of movies, but it also had like movie merchandise and stuff that you wouldn't find at a regular store. Right. But I went to Media Play and bought a few DVDs. I remember that was where I bought my first DVDs was at yeah. Media Play. And I think it's cool that I remember this stuff. But Yeah, it is because I don't uh, really remember what my first DVD was. I bought several DVDs and I remember for sure two of them. Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> oh, God. And Son-in-Law. <laughs> starring Pauly Shore. Now, everybody knows what... Everybody knows Dumb and Dumber. Of course. Uh, I think most 90s kids probably know Son-in-Law. If you don't, it's a Pauly Shore movie. Yes. So, when you have a limited amount of cash... I'm, I was 21. And you use that limited amount of cash to buy a few movies. You're definitely going to be buying movies that you love to watch. Yes. Well, I love to watch Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> and I loved Son-in-Law. Yes. And that's what we're talking about this week, the 1993 Pauly Shore film, Son-in-Law. And it is so great. It is a really great movie. It is a lot of fun. Now, I think it on Rotten Tomatoes, according to Wikipedia, it's got like a 21% approval rating. And to me, that's like, who cares? Yeah, I don't. I don't pay. I, I, Toby usually pays attention to yes. reviews. I pay zero attention because I'm like, if I liked it, I don't care about the reviews. I have found that the movie critic that I most align with is Roger Ebert. Mm. Now, of course, he passed, and he was, in my opinion, still the best movie critic that's ever been. Yeah. Uh, and also one that I really generally listen to when it came to movies that he recommended or movies that he liked. Right. I'm not sure what he said about son-in-law. I wonder how many stars he gave it if he... If he deigned Well, his, <laughs> his, his, his movie reviews are still... Let's see. He gave it two out of four. Oh, <laughs> poor son-in-law. <laughs> uh, it's well, you know, he gave uh, *Man in the Iron Mask* two out of four. Oh, and I love that movie. And we love that movie. So, if you were a '90s kid, then you definitely remember Pauly Shore. Yes, comedian. He was an MTV VJ, and he did a series of films in the '90s. He was actually in a Goofy movie, which yes. we just reviewed. And it was that character. Was it? He was the exact same as. Son at all, right? And, but it was that character that kind of had Pauly Shore kind of knocking around in our minds. Yeah. Yes. Bobby Zimaruski. Bobby Zimaruski. Yes. <laughs> and Pauly Shore is uncredited in a Goofy movie, but he does make that appearance, and he is very he makes that impression. Yeah, and like when as a '90s kid, you listen to him, you go, "Oh, that's Pauly Shore." Like, there's no, of course, like, the you don't need sell. the credit. Like, it doesn't matter if he's uncredited. We all know who it is. Now, I think that if you got a bunch of '90 kids together in a circle. And he threw out the name Paula Shore. I think you'd probably have some people that loved Biodome, mm -hmm. which I saw once, and I don't even know if I saw all of it. I think I watched it with my cousin Michael. Right. He loved Biodome. I was like, eh. And I remember In the Army Now was another oh, one. Oh, yeah. I never saw that. I never saw that. And Ceno Man. Yeah, I saw that. Okay. What, how was that? I mean, it was a it happened. You know what I mean? It, like, it had Brendan Fraser in it. And I liked it. Like, I it was, liked, it was I liked funny. Brendan Fraser. It was funny yeah. enough. It wasn't I, like, it, as dear to me as like son-in-law though. I don't know what Brendan Fraser's up to now. Well, he, that's a whole thing. But I'm just saying that I, you know, I like Brendan Fraser, yeah. but I didn't see Encino Man. However, you know, you might have people that like Encino Man. You might have people who like Biodome. You might have people like in the army now or whatever. You might have people that don't like Pauly Shore. Yeah. But my Pauly Shore movie was Son-in-Law. Yes. But not only is it like 
I don't look at it as a Pauly Shore movie. It's just one of my favorite like movies that I could watch over and over and over. Yeah. Like when I couldn't sleep at night, mm-hmm. that was one of the movies I would pop in. That or Fellowship of the Ring. Yes. But we're talking about nineties movies. <laughs> as much as I wanna as much as I would love to talk about and celebrate the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And that may happen. Especially Fellowship. And that may happen. Um, we're definitely talking Son in Law. So Son in Law was released in nineteen ninety three. And I'm reading uh, the production. After Encino Man, this is Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. After Encino Man, Disney had the option of two more films with Shore. Shore was considering a project with New Line Cinema, but was persuaded by Disney chairman Jeffrey Katzenberg to stay with Disney and make Son-in-Law. And Mm -hmm. we're glad he did. Yes. Now, Pauly Shore is not the only great part about Son-in-Law. No. The ensemble cast is wonderful. Oh, yeah. And a lot of the the performers are people that some are well-known, some maybe not so much. Uh, Carla Gugino's in it. Yes. And she's great. Yes. She's in lots of stuff. Yeah. Now. Uh, the late Lane Smith, who is an excellent actor, uh, he is in it. And he was in a lot of stuff back then, too. Right. And Carla Cugino kind of plays the eventual love interest. Polly Shore plays in Son-in-Law. He plays Crawl. His real <laughs> yes. name's Fred. We'll get to the story in a few minutes. Right, yeah. Carla Cugino is Rebecca Warner. She's our girl next door. She's our girl next door. Main who, character. Right. And her parents is Lane Smith, or, or the Warners. Yeah. Uh, Walter and Connie Warner played respectively by Lane Smith and Cindy Pickett. I had not seen Cindy Pickett in anything else, but she was good. Yeah, she was good. Uh, you also had Kelly Kapowski herself, <laughs> Tiffany Amber Thiessen. <laughs> yep. Uh, she plays a supporting role in it. Patrick Renna, who we know famously as Hamilton Porter, Ham from Sandlot. Yes. He plays... He's Rebecca, also in The Big Green. Yeah. And he plays Becca's little brother. Yeah. Zach Warner. And they all did so well together. So let's talk story with yes. Son-in-Law. Okay. Okay. Where are we at? When, so, when, when the movie begins, where are we? So we are somewhere in South Dakota. Right. The Midwest. The Midwest, yeah. And, and it's at a graduation ceremony. Yes. And our protagonist has just been named valedictorian. And that's Becca Warner. That's Carla Cugino's character. Yeah. She has been named a valedictorian. And she's dating a guy, Travis. Yes. Played by. Yeah. And he's played by Dan Gauthier or Gauthier. And he was. Yeah. He was in. I didn't recognize him before this. He was mainly known for this movie called Teen Witch, which Mm. I remember watching in the 90s uh, a couple times when it would come on. Uh, of course, you know, if you didn't own these movies, you watched them when they came on TV. Right. Which I didn't see that. <laughs> I never got that one. Yeah. So he was the love interest in Teen Witch. But uh, he had been in some roles here and there. But he is like the all-American high school kid with the letterman's jacket. Yeah. Looks like he lettered in like either basketball and football and... Some sport for m- sure. Yeah. he d- A couple. Yeah. Based on like, it, again, noticing the details that I noticed, he had yeah. a very decorated letterman's jacket but she's she's a midwestern girl from a family that farms yes now not i'm not talking about just like you go you know you drive out into the sticks and there's this old farm with with a barn and they have like some goats (laughs) no no this is a walter and connie warner are very successful farmers and you get the the impression that they're they're well to do yeah like they've obviously done well they've done well as farmers which that's a great sentence. Right. They've done well as farmers. Yeah. I mean, well, that's, I mean, it's an unsung thing. Like, it's actually pretty certainly, cool. Certainly. Yeah. And they're, you get that they're conservative. Yeah. Now, Becca has graduated from high school and she is going to college. 
in California. Yes, she's decided she's going to UCLA. Yeah, Los Angeles. And that is a big, big step from where she grew up, which is like a small town Mm -hmm. where everybody knows everybody, where I think she was almost expected to probably marry Travis. Yeah, it's clear that. Well, yeah, that her path was car was was right. Maybe maybe they wouldn't hold her to it eventually, but like they all just expected certain things. And again, they're setting up the fact that she's graduated college. We've set up the fact that she's with Travis. Right. Uh, We set up the fact that Travis is kind of pushy. Yeah. As a boyfriend in many levels. Right. Mm -hmm. But we also see Walter as a dad right before she goes to college and it's Lane Smith and Lane Smith is an excellent actor again. You know, I've seen him in a few things. He was Perry White in uh, Lois and Clark, the adventures of Superman. Yes. But he is a great actor and he just plays the sweet, caring, worrisome father. Yeah. Like any, and again, me and Brooke being parents. Yeah, of course. I'm like, Oh, if, if, and when our children, son or daughter want to go, to a, a big city or, or go or even just go far away yeah for college that I, I think that because one of the things that he says to her is I feel like I haven't prepared you for this yeah and I think that that's how we as parents constantly feel we're yeah we're so worried that we haven't given them the tools they need to be successful out yeah. there and to understand what's going on and yeah and he just he really captured that moment really sweetly with her he even did. though he didn't realize that she knew a little bit more than he thought he did. And just in defense of parents, you know, because when we're young, we just don't realize it. No, you can't really. And parents aren't perfect. And I always say to people, I even talk to my students. I, I tell them, you know, when the day comes, if you decide that you want to have children, uh, understand something that being a parent is synonymous with making mistakes, yep. synonymous with failure. Uh, that's not that to say that you are constantly failing and that you're, stumbling over failure and that you never succeed but there's so much to learn and there's there's just parenthood is just a crazy thing yeah oh yeah and you're constantly preparing like you know our children are five and three and we're constantly preparing them for things i mean we're we're once we get done with one thing we're on to the next Mm -hmm. in short becca goes to college in california and when they get there (laughs) that's where we really see the contrast their worldview versus right, their the world, California worldview you perfect, or the LA you worldview. Yeah. And what are some things that they see? So they get there and well, first of all, it's a co-ed dorm. Now right. they knew that, but that, I guess they that, thought that everyone would have like a code of ethics that was polite and, you know, I don't know, respectful, but they get in there, you know, people are making out and people are, you know, like, Hey, you want a beer? And it's just, it's, yeah. it's, Instant nuts, yeah, and like they're nake. like, we, oh, man. we see, yes, a guy this dude with a, like gets his towel ripped off, straight up walks by, his and is unbothered. Like right yeah, and Connie <laughs> is kind of like, whoa, like she's like, I, I wasn't prepared, but I don't hate it. <laughs> I think that Walter, the dad, would be just fine with his farm and nothing else happening outside it. Mm-hmm. Connie, you get the sense, feels like she's missing some kind of excitement. Yes. Um. Not that she wants to leave. She loves her family, loves her husband. But you get the sense that she's bored. Yes. Yeah. And that comes into play right. later in the film. But uh, yeah, she she's not. Yes, she is shocked and somewhat appalled. But she's also intrigued a yes. little bit. She's and it's Especially very entertaining. With the dudes. It's very entertaining to watch yes. uh, again. So she gets to her room. 
And, you know, they... <laughs> Her brother throws her boxes like halfway across the well, room. What's interesting is as worried as Walter and Connie are, yes. especially Walter, about Becca going to college in in Los Angeles, they seem completely oblivious to the fact that their son, Zach, yes. again, Patrick Renna, you know, Ham from Sandlot, is standing there with a shirt that says, seduce me, please. Right. This is their child who they have way yeah. more control over. <laughs> the shirt says, seduce me, please. Like, if Yossi, if we went somewhere and Yossi had that shirt on, I'd be like, and he, I think I get the feeling that Patrick's probably maybe 13 or 14. Yeah, he's definitely like a young teen or something. Yeah, maybe 15, I, you know. But I would be like, you you are not, as long as you're living in my house, we're not going anywhere with that shirt no. on. <laughs> like, no. And just the way, he's just so rude. He's just terrible. Right. Well, he's going through, terror. he's going through Becca's, you know, again, she has a roommate. And he's going through Becca's roommate's drawers, and it's just the the fact of the matter is, it's an absolute culture shock. Yes, and he is not bothered. He's obviously. not bothered. He's because he's you know, this young well, he's little... a young kid. He's a young boy. Yeah, you know. So we see that this is definitely going to be something that's going to drive the plot. Yes, the, the fact that there is this uh, clash of cultures, and that really becomes the. The drive, it's what drives the plot the entire film, especially when, when, when Crawl comes into the picture. Yeah. Which is immediate because they forgot the key to Becca's trunk. They need a tool and they, they notice that Becca's dorm is across from the resident advisor. Yeah. They're like, oh, great. Oh, wonderful. Somebody who's you're, in charge. You're across the hall from someone in charge. You're going to be kept safe. Fantastic. So and they knock on the door and it's, you just hear deafening like metal from yeah, inside. Yeah. Metal music. And out of nowhere, he's hanging. For some reason, he's hanging from a bar on the ceiling. It's Crawl. It's Polly Shore. Yes. And the famous, don't leave me hanging, which I still say <laughs> to my kids. I find some reason to say that to them. But yep. I remember that in the trailer. So when the dad meets Crawl, he's like, oh. And he runs out. And he's, he's like, like oh, God. And, and he's like, she can't go here. She can't go here. They're like, they're like Walter, get over it. You know, yeah, she's here. like this is happening. So they go back home. And then Becca, of course. And Becca's not, she's not excited. No, she, she has trouble adjusting. She has trouble adjusting. She calls, but this is important, guys. Mm -hmm. This is important. She calls Travis. Pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. He's her boyfriend, and he's waiting for her. So mm -hmm. Becca's meant to think. But what's interesting is when she calls, the, the, the scene cuts to, I guess Travis. I get the sense that Travis like works for his parents or something. Yeah, he like his, he work, he has some odd job. Yeah, but I, I I get the feeling that he's even for someone right out of high school, it seems to be pretty set up. Yeah, but when he's answering the phone before he picks it up, he goes, oh, "Tracy." We even turned on yeah, subtitles. He goes, God, Tracy or yeah. whatever. Now, I had seen this movie many times. Well, yeah, it's just that I didn't. I wasn't one hundred percent sure what he said and it offers you a clue that Travis thinks that the person calling him is someone named Tracy. Mm -hmm. And so we're like, uh oh. Uh oh. And then when she And she's crying like she's crying. She's upset. On the phone. She misses her boyfriend and she's she's completely overwhelmed. And of course Travis's response is, well I tried to tell you. Uh, tried to tell you. Well, and that doesn't, California. That doesn't help anybody. No. That doesn't help anyone. Well, Becca gets to a breaking point and wants to leave. And this is Halloween is really where it, it yeah, breaks. There's a Halloween party and of course And crawl. it's a Halloween college party. Yeah. So and, it's nuts. 
Encino Man makes a cameo. Brendan yes. Fraser walks in for a second as Encino Man. And, and, yeah, you that know, just, cool. just want to throw that nod out there. But uh, we see Crawl as this party animal who, who you might think is just someone who's just like, yeah, who cares? You know, yeah. you're coming to the party or not, you know, whoever's not coming, whatever. Well, he notices that Becca is sad and he stops everything he's doing. Meanwhile, he, he is dressed with a fruit headdress and a bustier. Yeah, he's dressed he's like, like the, Chiquita Banana yeah, or whatever. I was going to say he's dressed like the Chiquita lady. <laughs> so, you know, that. So that's already marvelous. But, he's really thoughtful. Yeah, but he see there because the party has invaded her room and her room was like, oh, huh, sorry, it just happened. Yeah. And she is visibly upset. Her little sweet horse that her grandpa whittled for yeah, her. Someone, Pappy. some big guy has sat on and broken. That's Walter Warner Sr. He's and the grandpa. And without her saying any of this, Crawl's noticing it. Yeah. So he, the cool thing about Crawl's, he does seem totally oblivious, but he's actually very in tune to the people yeah, around him he and is, what they feel. He's a nice guy. So he, yeah, so he he, call, he tells them all to get out. And he tells everybody to get out, and he gives Becca his backstory, which is the same thing. He was a nerd. Yeah. He trashed the glasses, grew the dew, guzzled some brew. Basically said, look, <laughs> I, I decided to loosen up. Now, would I recommend following Crawl's lifestyle? It's a movie. He's, Almost he's been there a little too long. <laughs> he had been in college for six years. Now, full transparency, it took me seven years to get my bachelor's degree. Now, I didn't live in... If you're listening, they're still like, oh my God. Mm-mm. Look, it, it's because I was very indecisive and didn't make the best decisions with some of my classes, but... I did make it out, <laughs> obviously, and I, and I was a four when I went to grad school. So, but I will say, Crawl takes the time to tell his backstory and and says, and he begins he begins something he'll start the rest of the movie. He's like, just give me five minutes. Yeah, if give you don't me like five what I have to say. You can go right back to being yeah. you know regular old Becca. You can leave tomorrow. Yeah. Right. So so the, so the, he only asked for five minutes. What Crawl said is, didn't you come here to kind of experience LA and experience California. She said, yeah. And he says, well, you've never left the, the, um, he's like, how can you, you're still, how can you? You've never there. left campus. Yeah. So crawl actually takes her under his wing and kind of takes her around and she embraces and it. She gets a makeover, you know, he should she dyes her hair right. blonde and gets a she, tattoo yep. and makeup, all that. She becomes full on California. Yeah. And, the, and, and her and crawl, I think unbeknownst to them. Yeah. Have, are developing a bond. Yes. I mean, they know they're buds, but it's, like it's platonic it's deep, now. Yeah, but it, it they're definitely yeah really tight. And this whole thing is leading up to Thanksgiving week because that's when Becca is is going to it has been calling like okay you know I'm go, I'm coming back home Thanksgiving. That's when everybody's waiting on her. Well, she ends up getting ready to leave for Thanksgiving to go back to South Dakota for that week. And she feels bad because Crawl decides to stay by himself like he was well, going to. Because his family plans fell through. So he has like these yeah. freezer meals he's going to heat up for Thanksgiving. Well, you get the sense that Crawl te- Cr- <laughs> tells a little bit of his story. And, and you get the sense that he came from a broken family. Yeah. He just talks about, I think he calls his mom by her first name. Mm-hmm. And, and Which she adopts. <laughs> he doesn't mention a dad at all. He Because his mom's on, his, on her fourth husband. Right. So Crawl comes from a broken family. It seems that his mom is not someone who seems to look in on him right. or they have a real connection. So the plans fall through. So Carl's going to have Thanksgiving dinner. He's heating up a TV dinner in his dorm room. And Becca. And he's so, and he, as, as he is, he's just so like jovial and like seems unbothered, which I'm, you know, no human is really unbothered, but like it's, it, it's almost sadder because yeah, of that. And it moves Becca to invite him to, to go home with her. And. <laughs> so I want to take a second just to talk about one of my pet peeves 
because it has happened to me several times, and I hate when people do it, especially people that I'm friends with. Right. I hate when I have plans with someone. Let's just say dinner plans. Let's say I have plans to meet a friend for dinner. Mm-hmm. And like while I'm on the way or when I get there, I see that it's not just dinner plans with my friend. They've invited someone and didn't tell me about it. I think that's really rude. Right. So you kind of have to like gear up. You can't really just be yourself. You have to be in presentation mode. Right. So I think it was great. I think it was really sweet what Becca did. But if you're in the shoes of her family, it was very jarring. Yes. Especially because of the fact that it's crawl. So when the plane lands and Becca gets out and her family and Travis is there. They already don't know who she is. Like <laughs> they, they don't recognize her. Yeah. For one thing, because she looks totally She looks great. Yeah. But, but she's she looks totally, totally not different. a South Dakota girl anymore. And then out comes crawl. <laughs> With the, and, with and, the, with the oh, guitar. Oh, it was great. The t- and he's like, hey, Warners. Anyways, he is, he loves it. And I tell you why. In my, you know, I don't know if this is, again, you don't know the motives or what the writers were thinking, but I just think that one of the things that Crawl, and he, Crawl does explicitly say this, he loves that they are a family. Yeah. He had never been around something so wholesome. Right. And pure. And, Yes, um, the Warners are, they're not exactly the most cohesive group, but they're a family. They are. Uh, Connie, Nobody's perfect. It's a, it's a marriage that's not a loveless marriage. It's Connie, and may, maybe it's in a rut, but Connie and Walter love each other. They do. They provide for their kids, and they create a stable home. And I think that Crawl, who comes from the exact opposite of that, really, really was pu- really loved that. Yeah, he sees it immediately. Travis is immediately like, who's this guy? Well, and that's fair because it she is. never yeah. broke up with him or anything. It's true. And it, she is scared to defy the expect. It's funny. She she doesn't mind changing her physical appearance, mm-hmm. but she is scared to defy the expectations of her family and community. Like exactly. outside of a outside of a purely material, you know, and instance. Travis, again, who we've already mentioned as being really pushy, he definitely has an agenda. He has plans. Yeah, with- and we see more and more that he's not great he is not a great person i think that he probably has that same expectation like i I need to marry a nice girl right doesn't necessarily have to be faithful to her we're gonna find out right right but i feel like and like when she runs off or something he's like oh don't worry don't feel bad about your hair it'll grow back i'm like oh she never apologized he he doesn't realize it well the thing about it is is when they get to the house, Pauly Shore is just running around the house filming everything. He's he go- just like all in it. Well, Travis grabs Beck and's like, we got to talk. And he goes into the barn and he gets on a knee and proposes to her. And well, tries to. He tries to. Yeah, that's right. He doesn't and get it out. And then she's like, oh, because uh, she knows. And, well, here's the thing. I think that had Becca not gone to college mm-hmm. in L.A., yeah, she would have said yes. Yeah, because it would have been what the community and her family expect. But now she has gotten a taste of independence. She's gotten a taste of freedom. And maybe she's like, she's well, got options. there might be, yeah, there's options. Good, yeah. Now, suddenly, the world's not so small. Yeah. I think, you know, at this point, you got to think she's 18, maybe 19. Maybe 19, yeah. She's young. She's young. I think she's kind of like, I mean, they've been together, I think, five years, I think he said. Yeah, but I still, mean, so all through high, probably but, just all through high school. Right, small town, you know. And I just think she was like, She's she's able to kind of ward Travis off, but he's like, "Well, you're coming to the country club tonight, right?" Well, <laughs> they do go to the country club later yes. that night. Crawl by this point has gotten has mixed his L.A. He's you like, know, "Look, I need to like, I need to blend in, man. I need to." So 
which is 100% not what he does. Again, he comes in with the Warners who are, again, it lets you... Conservative. Conservative, probably well-known around the town. Yeah. And he comes in with them looking like a total nut. Yes. He looks like Pauly Shore with a little bit of Western tinge to him, but, well, Travis pops the question again. In front of everyone. In front of like a hundred people. It's really kind of crappy. It's pretty crappy. And maybe Travis just thinks... He, again, oh, she'll say yes. He yeah. doesn't. He's not been paying attention to Becca, not really realizing that Mm-mm. you know she's. He's not reading the signs. No. Here's where Becca messes up. Yeah. Instead of just instead of just saying, "Look, I'm sorry, everybody," and look, it's tough to put someone on the spot between in front of a bunch of people, but she immediately starts to. She hits crawl and says, "Do something, do something," and crawl jumps up and says, "Well, sorry, Travis, you're too late. I've already asked Becca oh. to marry me." <laughs> And everyone's like, what? And she said yes. And this is really where the story really picks up. Because the first part of the story, or the first, <laughs> you know, yeah, the, for, the first portion of the movie, I guess you could say, portion of the story, whatever you want to say, leads up to this. This yes. is like, this is like. We're getting used to Crawl and that dynamic. Right, but and it's now all, we're in it. It's all leading up to the fact that the reason the movie is called Son-in-Law is because Polly Shore, or excuse me, because Crawl. Yeah basically becomes part of a charade. Yes. To protect Becca, to keep her from having to... To deal with this overbearing boyfriend. Yeah, she wasn't prepared. She should have been honest, of course, and that comes later. Yeah. When when Crawl does confront Becca... Yeah. ...about telling the truth. But the fact of the matter is, it's this is, this is where the story really gets going. Yes. The reaction is... <laughs> I mean, there's just like... Just what you would imagine. Just what you'd imagine. Shock... Travis storms out. Becca follows Travis. And she's yeah. She's like she's crying. She's like I'm sorry. I should have said something. I'm sorry. I should have said. Well, she's she's now created a lie. Yes. So she's got to uphold it. She's got to uphold what Crawl said. She didn't know what Crawl was going to do. No. Crawl just she just knew that he'd stick up for her. But and I'm she sure she didn't plan on she that. She wasn't prepared for Crawl to actually say we're engaged. So now Becca's got to defend that. Yep. Yes. Now and that's that's the truth. <laughs> Crawl comes out. Travis punches Crawl. And storms off, and now we have to deal with the Warner's reaction to oh, Crawl. Gosh. And Crawl has no issue rolling with this punch. In fact, they get back to the house, and he's like, "Hey, Dad, I was thinking uh, we could start talking about a bachelor party." Oh my god! Meanwhile, Connie, whose mom and Becca are fighting over just the fact that she's like, "How? Like, give me some information. You haven't told us anything. You come back looking totally different." You yeah. bring this boy home, and surprise, he's not just a boy. He's your fiance. Right. And she says, this isn't a big deal. And I really like this. And I think, again, this is just because I'm someone who thinks marriage is a huge deal and a huge decision. And she says, this isn't a big deal. And she goes, honey, marriage is a very big deal. Yeah. And it is. It is a big deal. And she's like, I'm an adult. And she storms off. So it's just not going well. Right. At the Warner home. <laughs> and... He goes to the dad. This is, again, another major development in the story. He goes to the dad about the bachelor party. Dad's like, Walter's like, no, listen, how how are you going to support my daughter? He didn't know. Right. That no one knew. That he was her fiance, supposedly. Right. So he's like, how are you going to support my daughter? And he's like, oh, well, what do you do? And he goes, well, I run this farm. And he goes, well, I could do that. Oh, and God. there we go. And that's where... He turns and goes, hey, Theo. Theo's the farmhand. This big, mean, 
Yeah. Like cow guy, cow, cowboy man. Yeah. I don't know. He's just, yeah, he, he is the farmhand that yes. uh, works with. And, and again, Legion believe he's probably been doing it a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He definitely knows what he's doing. Who plays Theo? I always like to kind of say, this is who played in this I movie. Know. Dennis Berkeley. He looks really put together in his he Wikipedia very, picture. He looks incredibly kind and he like looks, normal. He looks like a teacher. He does. He looks like like Mr. Berkeley, world yeah. history. Oh, he Have passed away in back anything? in he passed away in 2013. Oh, that's uh, sad. He's age 67. Oh, Man, young. he was a, he was really good in the movie, but he plays Theo the farmhand. He has been in I have not seen. Here, go down filmography. Oh, there we go. Yep. Let's oh, look. he's been a lot. Yeah, he was in um, he was in Con Air, and I don't remember. That. <laughs> I don't remember that. Movie. I just remember the only thing I remember. <laughs> okay, well, I just remember Nicolas Cage's hair blowing in the wind. Yeah, that's it. it his, he it's literally it, and that's probably not even the movie. movie. That's probably just me thinking of a meme. Uh, he was in Son in Law, of course. Uh, he was in. I see. I didn't see Sidekicks either. Mm. No, wait. Was that the movie about Chuck Norris? And yep, I did see that movie. But I don't remember him in it. <laughs> Exactly. Oh gosh, sidekicks. So I, I think he, I think this is the only thing I know him from. He just looks like someone who I would have seen in other stuff. Yeah, he played a guy named Oatmeal. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> in, a, in a 1993 TV film called Beyond the Law with Charlie Sheen. Well, wow. So anyway, but he was good in it. Well, yeah. the, Theo's like, he's like, hey, Theo. Walter's like, we got a farmer over here. Yeah, and, the, like, and Theo's team Travis. Oh, he is. So yeah, Travis, we know this isn't going to go well. Right. So antics ensue. Yes. As far as crawl, here's the problem though. They're thinking they're going to get crawl. That they're going to crush him. Kinda. They're going to crush him by giving him all this ridiculous amount of work that he's not used to. In fact, they, uh, Theo calls him city. Yeah. Because he's from the city. Yeah. So they think we're going to kill this city kid with all this farm work. Crawl is loving it. Yeah, because you can't. The, the the good thing and the for them the problem with crawl is that you really can't get him down. Mm-mm. Everything is an opportunity to have fun. So he's having to do all this hard stuff. He's like, cool, try it another way. Like he yeah. it's like it's not a problem. He's really so just, he ends up rising to the occasion. He does. In fact, he starts to learn how to, <laughs> in his own way, yes. work on the farm. Not without some hazardous things happening and some crazy stuff going right. on. But and in the and in the meantime, while he's jumping through these farm hoops he's systematically connecting with members it, of the family yes and he that, start he start i start with the brother yeah yeah he connects with zach right away yeah because but, he gets the computer stuff he does right and, that to me is the my favorite part of the movie yeah. is that crawl become because here's what i believe as far as my perception when i watch it is mm-hmm. the warners is a wonderful family that has essentially taken each other for granted and right. the importance of their family and the closeness, whether it's Walter's relationship with his dad, who's lives with the family, the grandfather, yeah. uh, Walter Sr. Walter's marriage with Connie. Walter doesn't really, you know. The, they've fallen the, into a rut. They've kind of fallen into a rut. I guess you could say the spice is kind of, the the spark is kind of not there anymore. Yeah. They're, they're just kind of going through the motions as a married couple. Mm-hmm. Um, j- just uh, Walter is Walter's relationship with his son. Yeah. Zach. So let's just hit on a few of those, but because I think that's really where you get to me. That's where you see who Crawl really is and why he's appealing. And I think that's the magic of the movie. I think the, the, the real magic of the movie is in those scenes where Crawl is connecting with the family and, yes. and helping them to realize like things that hey, they. Hey, you guys love each other. <laughs> by bringing someone maybe who who has never had a family to appreciate. 
the family has is now found this renewed appreciation by the end of the film. Yeah, and for him as well. Uh, for for Connie, he basically <laughs> <That's> my favorite. <laughs> that is great. He he finds Connie in the shower and he thinks that he she's thinks Becca, Becca. Yeah, because he's like, hey. You really have a nice body. I mean, there's no way I I, I could. <laughs> he's like, I don't mean to be. He's like, he's like, look, you've got a great base to work with. Just give me five minutes, right? And if you don't like what I got to do, you can go back to same old yeah. Connie. He's like, you've got it. He's a. Like, we're we're working with a great base, like meaning like you're already gorgeous, and we're just gonna take yeah. it up a notch. So the family, and she is trying so hard to act like she's like, oh no, but yeah. she is visibly she's into flattered it. and she op- she's beaming. Yeah. Well, she she ends up letting him kind of like get her all a makeover. Yeah. To go square dancing. Well, they stay late. They they stay. <laughs> to go square dancing. That's what they're doing. I know. It's just so great. Like, wow. So she walks in and Walter's like, what in the world? She's like, you don't like it? He said, no, no, no. I, remember, he's like, I yeah. think I do. I think I do. I do. I do. Yeah. And I, I, well, I immediately like another guy tries to come in and A dance younger her. dude. And he's, he's, like, like, he's like, get the hell out of here. Get out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. And yeah. then... Of course, he had connected with Zach with the computers. Yeah, you know, so they're to, already buds. They're already buds. He connects with the mom. Then he goes fishing with Walter. With Walter. Yeah, that's the biggest one. And Walter Sr. And that's where he actually, he hears Walter Sr. harp on Walter Jr. For so fishing the, not the way he would or whatever. Right, so Pappy, so it leads you to believe <laughs> that, that here's what happens. They're fishing and Walter Sr. catches a fish and then he starts criticizing the way Walter Jr. fishes. Right. It, it leads you to believe that Walter Jr. has never been able to be himself without getting a ton of criticism from his dad. Crawl mm-hmm. makes a remark about how he treats him. He goes, ah, he's done it ever since I remember. And he goes, kind of the way you do with Zach, just because he's into those video games. He goes, you mean those stupid things? And he goes, that's just what he's into. He's like, it's not stupid to him. Yeah. He's like, he's not asking you to do it, right? And then he goes, well, who asked you? And the who asked you means you've, you've, you're reaching me. Yeah. You need to stop. Mm-hmm. You know how that is. Somebody, they don't want to talk about it anymore. Right. But again, as you said, he is hitting. The, he, he is connected with the son. He's connected with the mom. He's connected with the two dads. Yeah. Or well, the, the two dads. He's connected with the dad and, say, and the grandfather. It's actually not that kind of scenario. No, he, he's connected with because uh, well, he because well, he saved because then right after that he saves Walter Senior. Or tries having, to. It, well, yeah, he thinks he, he is right. he is willing to administer mouth to mouth. Well, it, right after the argument, Walter Senior has a moment. I don't know if he had like I don't know I would say it was a heart attack, but he had he kind of keeled over, he collapsed. Yeah, because because the because Walter brings in medicine, so yeah. obviously he he missed a dose or something. So he he's going to try to give him mouth to mouth, but and he Walter Senior wakes up. Yeah, with him hovering over him, and he's, he's like, like ah. he tried to kiss me. He's like, no, I majored <laughs> in it for two semesters. He yeah. majored in CPR. But then uh, Walter Junior, the dad, he goes up to crawl after the fish, mm-hmm. the fishing trip, and he goes, hey. um... I just want to thank you for what you you know did for my dad, you know. So, but that's what does it. That's for what crawl. does it for crawl. He's like, I can't do this anymore. He pulls Becca aside. He goes, We can't do this. Honesty. And he's the like, truth. Hey, first of all, I'm I love your family. Second of all, I'm into you. Mm-hmm. And like, we're lying. And either you tell him or I'm gonna tell him. And so she's and like, Okay, I'm gonna it, tell him. Right, but it's left like that. But then crawl goes to the bachelor party, and things tra- have already been well, set. Okay, in motion. Okay, because you got to think. You can't we can't forget about Travis. Travis has been conniving and scheming right. to get back at Crawl. So he's pretending to he's be the nice guy. He's pretending to be the nice guy. So he says, hey, Crawl, why not you let me throw you a bachelor party? I, I just want Becca to be happy. And she obviously loves you, so let me throw you a bachelor party. And they fall for it. 
Crawl mm. shows up. Theo, the farmhand, yeah. he spikes Crawl's drink with pills. And this is where Tracy, played by, again, Kelly Kapowski. Yes. This, you know. We realize, oh, this is Tracy. Well, we realize that her and Travis have been hooking up. Yes. Like, literally, like as soon as she left. She much. shows up and she's dancing like for, for you know. She's, she's I guess, the stripper or whatever I guess that so. they've hired. The, but it ne- the nothing, entertainment. Well, crawls, it passes out before anything happens. But they give her a beer and then the next morning they both wake up in the barn. They're discovered by Becca. and Who is no- visibly hurt and upset because, because th- she is into him. This is when we realize, and we had already gotten hints of it before, but Crawl and Becca are, it's more than platonic. Yeah. They are into each other. Pretending to be engaged awaken these feelings. Yeah. Of more than friendship, I guess you could say. Yeah. But Tracy and Crawl wake up in the barn with no recollection of how they got there. Tracy goes to leave. She's like disheveled. Travis confronts her. Of course, Travis is there. He And he's caused it. And he's making he's her feel like crap. It, he caused it. So as she's leaving, Travis pulls up. I, you know, it was all part of his plan. He was going to swoop in and be right there. Yeah, and he's like, "You're so low." It's like the yeah, last thing he says to her. Right. She's crying. It's and not that. And like we said, she's not innocent, but she didn't do that. She, yeah, she didn't do that. Well, she thought Travis liked her. Yeah. That's the, the the impression I get is she thought. Tra- I mean, again, she wasn't doing the right thing by being the other woman in the situation, but. She thought Travis liked her. I think she thought she would have never thought that Travis was going to use her. Yeah, I think she maybe thought he'll break up with her. At some but point he or was. So Travis turns out to be a pretty horrible guy. Yeah. Theo turns out to be even a pretty worse because yeah, he's I mean, a grown man. Yeah, he's like a grown guy helping these like like eighteen year olds. Yeah. <laughs> like what is like? Does he have nothing else going on? Well, Tracy discovers the pills in her car. Yeah. She turns around. She goes back to. The Warner's house. Yeah, she sees Crawl because he's like hitchhiking. Well, Crawl's <laughs> been thrown out. So, yeah. right? Because Becca, technically, she shouldn't be mad. She should, you know, but right. she has feelings for Crawl. So real. She's angry. They're real now. So she kicks Crawl out. The engagement's off. Well, Tracy picks Crawl up on the side of the road and says, Hey, something you need to know. And yeah, we got to talk. They get yeah. to the Warner's, and that's where the big reveal happens. Travis has, um, has drugged them both. Travis had drugged them. Yeah. Travis and Theo. And uh And they both planted them in the barn. Right. And for the discovery. Right. And Walter's like, Theo, were you a part of this? And he's like, Well, it was just a joke. He tried to play it off like, Oh, we were just being I didn't think funny. y'all were gonna get so mad. Well, they didn't they didn't stop Tracy and Crawl from leaving. Right. Right? So he's like, Yeah, we you know, we we laid him out in the barn and, you know, set it up and uh Travis is revealed for the villain that he is. Theo is fired. Like on the spot. On the spot by Walter. Which, by the way, this is Thanksgiving Day. And this is all happening. Yeah. Yeah. Turkey and all the fixings and all that stuff to lay it out. Thanksgiving is right before the meal. Yep. I mean, good Lord. Yeah. I'm sure there's been some dramatic Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. If you're listening, I'm sure you've probably had one where things happen and you're like, oh, my God, how do we still eat? Right. (laughs) I have some funny Thanksgiving stories. No, Brooke does. Oh, yeah. Uh, But, yeah. I mean, only in the movies could that actually... And work out okay. And everyone still want to eat. Right. But when it's all revealed, they decide to invite Tracy to stay because Tracy got screwed over. Yeah. And then Becca uses this opportunity to say, guys, there's something I need to tell you. And Crawl stops her and says, (laughs) hey... Because she's about to reveal that it was all a charade. After, After everything that already just happened. And Crawl says, you know what? 
he interrupts her and says, yeah, we do need to tell you something. We do need to tell you something. We're just going to put the engagement on hold. So they're going to stay engaged, guys. So I think that pretty much leads us to believe. They they have like a romantic That future. Carl and Becca end up together. Yeah, and they can kind of actually figure this thing out for real. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. The family's like, yeah, no need to rush things. That's yeah. fine. That's perfect. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, but by this point, you know, again. They love him. They love they Crawl. They love Crawl. Because he's done wonders for all of them. It really is. And I think that that is what. Really, I think Paulie Shore's funny. Yeah. I think he is. Uh, he's funny. He's campy. He's got a fantastic Jufro. I think that maybe Paulie Shore wouldn't work nowadays, the Paulie mm-hmm. Shore movies. I don't, but I'm just saying that I feel like some of that stuff gets a bad rap because it's not funny anymore because we seem to be in a time where there's a lot of deadpan. Yeah. And, Very like and, realism. And I love deadpan. I love The Office, you know? Yeah. But I, I still think that. To this very day, you know, and just last night, we mm-hmm. were laughing out loud at Son-in-Law. <laughs> we were laughing out loud oh, at Polly yeah. Shore. And I think it's just as funny now as it was back in 1993, as it was back in, you know, 2001 when I bought the DVD after I bought my RCA oh, yeah. DVD player, you know. <laughs> so, Son-in-Law, if you have not seen it, go check it out. It's really a sweet movie. It's good. It's funny. It's good. It's sweet. And then, I mean, I use the adjective because... It really speaks a lot about the importance of family and how, you know, those things can be renewed and taken for uh, those yeah. things can be taken for granted, but also renewed and all those things. And it's for also, those of you who do not know who, uh, what's what's her name, Jen? What's her name? Uh, Carla Cugino. Carla Cugino. Uh, those of you who cannot place her in your mind. I think mind, it's Gugino, not Gugino. Cugino. She was in, the, she's the mom from Spy Kids. Yes. She's in The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. Oh, yeah. She's in that movie her best where she's like stuck on that bed and she can't move and I don't remember the name of it. She's in a lot of we like. We never saw that. No, she's in like a lot of really good stuff that it's, are that's recent. Her and. So, uh, she, so, but it's imagine her as like. A young, you know, 18, 19, 20 year old. And well, one of the things she's that Brooke just says, as good. One of, the thing, one of the things Brooke says, like, she's never aged. And no, it's true. No. She looks the same. She looks the same. I think she's Dorian Gray. <laughs> like, she, there's a picture of her somewhere that is yeah. withered and worn, and she retains eternal youth because she looks amazing. So, in case you were wondering, that's who, that is who the lead actress is. So, it is definitely worth a watch. Um, for nothing more than just to see Polly Short do his thing. And it's just good. It's just good fun. It's PG-13. It's not, like, horrible. No. As far as, you know, it's not something that's really crude. It's got its moments where it gets kind of edgy. And, but, like, and, 90s edgy. But it's, like, 90s edgy, and it's not really crude. So I think it's it, it's good. Yeah. All right, 90s Relics. Yes. I have next to me, and I've already been on Instagram with this in a story. It's the Zach Morris Blazer. Yes. We were at a Goodwill, and I always flip through the Blazers, because just to see what there is just to see what there is you know there's certain sections that me and brooke go to both together and individually yeah always hit the blazers and i saw this one that just beckoned back to a particular episode of saved by the bell yeah it was when jesse's dad was getting married and they had that there was two or three episodes they had i think it was two i think it was a two-parter yeah jesse's dad was getting married well jesse's dad owns a hotel you know right no big thing owns this massive hotel because, you know, all the kids that say by the bell, the main characters are all filthy rich. Oh, yeah. They all have money. Somehow. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, and we can talk about that right. w- when we do another Back to Bayside. But I remember when they went out to dinner as a, as a, as a, as a group, as a gang, you know, Zach was wearing this uh, multicolored blazer. And we need to watch. I'm pretty sure he was wearing a multicolored blazer in yeah. that episode. I, have to look it up. I don't know why. It just made me think of that yes. episode. 
it, it just it just oh, it yeah. just looked like something Zach Morris would wear. He and, came over with it on. I was like, I don't care. You have to get it. I don't even care if they if you never wear it. I almost put it back, y'all. It Brooke talked me into no, it. No, I was like, you'll never find this again. So it's right next to me, and the reason why. I made Brooke put it in the uh, the tape store that what we call a tape store is this little bitty room that <laughs> is like a, in our house. It's like a sunroom. And yeah. we basically turned it into the tape store. But my daughter was, what was she eating? Was it a donut? She kept, yeah, ru- a donut. she kept, ru- yeah, she's, she was eating a glazed donut. And when she eats a glazed donut, she becomes sticky. Yes. And all that crap As gets on her. Do. And then she's running and she's brushing past my Zach Morris blazer. And I'm like, throw that in the tape store because I'm, she keeps running by it and it's going to end up with that glaze crap on it and I'm not I, I'm not ready to go take this to get dry clean. No. Simply out of the inconvenience of it. So it's right next to me so I'm like oh there's the 90s relic right here. Mm-hmm. Right next to the blow up Zach Morris phone we have. Yes. Right. I bought that at a, a Halloween store yeah. this October. And we just did a great thrift post. Yes. We Had literally just posted it. I mean because we're, we're recording this on a what is it? A Monday. A Monday night. Yeah, it's a Monday night, yeah. We, we pre-record, obviously. We don't record live. Because we got children's. It's the only way to do it. I mean, at least for, for, for us. For now. <laughs> for now. At any rate, hey, this has been fun. Yes. Go see Son-in-Law. And as far as the tape store goes, we will be back open next week, next Thursday. Yep. For more 80s and 90s nostalgia. If we haven't said it before, I don't think we've mentioned it. If you've been with us these past few 50 minutes, 45, 50 minutes or so. Yeah. We so appreciate you taking your time out. We hope you've enjoyed it. Absolutely. We hope we've reawakened something and shared a good message with you about, you know, what we got from that movie and the things that make us think about the 90s. And Son-in-Law is very much that. Oh, yeah. So as always, if you aren't following us, make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Tape Store, on Twitter, uh, The Tape Store Pod. If you want to drop us a line, an email or whatever, we're The Tape Store Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Give us a rating. Give us some likes. You know, it's cool. We're here and we're doing it. (laughs) So we're going to shut things down for the week. And until the next time, which we very much look forward to, this is Toby. And this is Brooke. Thanks, guys. Bye.